let's hear the word of the Lord uh, for us today. So we're just going to pray on the night. Thank you that we can gather together uh, and worship you, Lord, and that uh, you are here because you promised that where two or three are gathered, that you are in the midst. So we thank you that your presence is here already, and we thank you for the words you want to speak to our hearts. Give us ears to hear and a heart to perceive and the will to obey what we hear today in Yeshua's name. All right, so there are challenges to speaking outside. One is that we don't want my papers to fly all over. If they do, I know Gary will come rushing up and save the day. So, But we want to look at, uh, we try to pick a theme that goes with, obviously, this holiday. And as you look over there and you see the sukkah, what does that sukkah represent? So that's what I'm going to be talking about. The holiday is called Sukkot. Sukkot is the plural in Hebrew of the word sukkah. And uh, for us as a community, we like to commemorate the birth of our Messiah at Sukkot time. Now, Rabbi Michael and I understand that no one can prove the exact day on which Yeshua was born into this world. But there are many reasons to link his birth uh, with this Jewish festival. We understand what is important is that the incarnation took place. I've said it uh, so many times when people come and discuss with us, you know, do you celebrate Messiah, as we call it, December 25th. I said the most important thing is that his incarnation took place, all right? Because if he did not become flesh, let's go home. There's nothing to our faith, but he became flesh. And, and it's not about a baby in the manger. It's about the spiritual truth, and that sukkah, is a picture of what Yeshua did. And we base our feelings on this scripture from Yochanan, chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's talking about Yeshua. He was with God in the beginning. All things came to be through Him, and without Him nothing made had been. In Him was life, and His life was the light of mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not suppressed it. There was a man sent from God whose name was Yochanan. He came to be a testimony to bear witness concerning the light, so that through him everyone might put his trust in God and be faithful. He himself was not that light. No, he came to bear witness concerning the light. This was the true light which gives light to everyone entering the world. He was in the world. The world came to be through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own homeland, yet his people did not receive him. But as many as receive him, to those who put their trust in his person and power, he gave the right to become children of God, that's you and me, not because of bloodline, physical impulse, or human intention, but because of God. And this is the, uh, the, the verse here. The Word became a human being and tabernacled or lived with us. And we saw his Shekinah, the Shekinah of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. So the Greek word used here for live, Shekinah, is used 25 times in the Septuagint. Remember, the Septuagint is a Jewish translation of the Hebrew Scriptures into Greek before the time of Messiah. So Jewish scholars gathered to translate the Hebrew into Greek. Why? Because Greek was the lingua franca of the day, and people wanted they wanted people to read it. So it, it translates this word as sukkah. Ah, so he sukkahed among us. He tabernacled. He dwelt among us. So David Stern puts it this way: 
He's the one who uh, translated the Jewish New Covenant, and he has a commentary as well. He said the Word became a human being. Literally, the Word became flesh. It is not that a man named Yeshua who grew up in that Sarah one day decided he was God. Rather, the Word who was with God and was God gave up the glory he had with the Father before the world existed and emptied himself in that he took the form of a slave by becoming like human beings are. In other words, God sent his Son as a human being with a nature like our own sinful one so then in every respect he was tempted just as we are the only difference being that he did not sin it is god the word then who decided to become man not the other way around and that is significant and because of that we have atonement for our sins and our names are written in the book of life he tabernacled he dwelt among us he walked on this earth and he interacted with mankind Matthew and Luke give us the accounts of the birth of Messiah. When the angel appeared to Joseph, this is what he said in chapter 1 of Matthew. She, your wife-to-be, will give birth to a son, and you are to name him Yeshua. That's the Hebrew name of the Messiah, which means Adonai saves, because he will save his people from this, their sins. All this happened in order to fulfill what Adonai had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, meaning God is with us. And that's what I want us to focus on today. Sukkah, he tabernacle dwelt among us. God is with us. Again, we understand that the Messiah, Yeshua, God, walked on this earth and lived among the Jewish people uh, over 2,000 years ago. But the concept of Emmanuel did not begin or end 2,000 years ago. He is still Emmanuel. He is still the God who is with us. And throughout the scriptures, God promises that he would be with his people. And that is the whole purpose of the Sukkot. When we look at the Sukkot, what are they to remind us of? Remind us of the 40 years that we wandered in the wilderness and who was with us? Hashem, Adonai. So when we see that Sukkot, it tells us God was with us. Yes, they were wilderness years, but he was there providing for us, watching over us and protecting us. He was Emmanuel. He was the God who was with us. And he wants you to know that he is Emmanuel right now, Beth Emmanuel, in your life here in 2021. He is the God who is with us. So just share a few thoughts on this. First is his presence is throughout us every day, is with us throughout every day of our lives. When we read in Shemot, Exodus 33, we say that most see that Moshe was concerned about God's presence. And he cried out to Adonai as they were leaving Mitzrayim. And he's like, God, if you don't go, oh God, that one, if you don't go with us, we can't go. And he was very, very concerned that God might not be with him. And what did God respond to Moshe? Verse 14, he answered, Set your mind at rest. Turn to your neighbor and say, set your mind at rest. All right, let's try that again. Turn to your neighbor and say, set your mind at rest. He says, my presence will go with you after all. And some of us need to hear the encouragement of Adonai. When I was reading through this verse here, I said, this is a, a, a word for us today. Set your mind at rest. Literally, in the Hebrew, he's saying, I will give you rest. We talked about this 
last week in the message, Adonai is our source of our strength, and he is also the source of our peace. You need to saturate your mind with what God is saying, with his presence, so you can be at peace. He is saying, Bethy Manuel, set your mind at rest. Moshe, don't be stressed out. Bethy Manuel, don't be stressed out. Why? I am with you. I am going with you. Yeshiahu, Isaiah 26.3, the prophet says, A person who desires rest on you, you preserve in perfect peace those who put their minds on you. Perfect peace is a soundness of mind, and that mind, soundness of mind comes because we know that he is with us. And what does it mean that God's presence is with us? I don't think we fully grasp and understand this. That is why so many of our minds are stressed out and, uh, and working overtime because we have not grabbed uh, fully the meaning of the fact that God is with us. Yeshua walked on this earth and his Talmudim saw him every day and they talked and walked with him. And when they were facing difficult situations, he was right there for them. But even they forgot that. Think about it. The story when they were in the boat and the, and the storm came and Yeshua was sleeping. Now they had seen Yeshua do so many different things, but they panicked. Their mind was not at rest. Their fear gripped their hearts until they woke Yeshua up and Yeshua said what? Peace, be still. And immediately the storm stopped. And some of you need to hear peace, be still to the storm that is raging in your mind today. And you need to hear the word of the Lord here. Set your mind at rest. We have that same relationship today. His presence means I have peace in the midst of the storm. It means I have grace to face challenging situations. His presence means I have his favor to guide me to success. His presence means I have rest in the turmoil of life. His presence means that I have a friend who I can talk to when there is no one else to talk to. And more importantly, this friend is greater than any person on this earth who might seek to befriend me. His presence means that his glory will rest on my life. It means that the hunger and thirst of my soul will soon, surely be satisfied through him. His presence is with us and we need to rest in that. The second thing I want to encourage us with today is that because he is with me, I do not need to be afraid. So many of the scriptures speak of Adonai being with us in the context of not being afraid. Fear, and we've talked about this a lot in this last year, and my family talks about this a lot because fear is rampant in our world today. It is like a vice grip trying to choke out our potential and our confidence. In Devarim, Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 21, Adonai says, You are not to be frightened of them because Adonai, your God, is there with you, a God great and fearsome. Friends, get a hold of this truth, who our God is. He is the only true God, the creator of heaven and earth. He is a great and fearsome God. He says, don't be frightened of them. Don't be frightened of what is happening in your life right now. Don't be frightened of what is happening in the world. Why? Because your God is right there with you. Friends, who can stand before our God? We sing it every week before the Torah service. Mika Mocha, who is like you? Ain't Kamoka, there is none like you, God. He is all-powerful God, but he chooses to walk alongside of us every day. No matter what we face, 
And yes, we face challenges and we walk through hard times. And this last year and a half has been a hard season for the entire world. But he is with us. And we do not have to be afraid because our God is greater. In Jeremiah, Yirmiyahu 32, verse 17, the prophet says, O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and earth by your great power. Nothing is too hard for you. Turn to your neighbor and tell them nothing is too hard for God. All right, they didn't hear you because of the airplane. Let's try that again. Nothing is too hard for God. All right. The third thing about his presence is that it protects us through the difficulties of life. I quoted this scripture to my son this week, Isaiah 43, 2. When you pass through the water, I will be with you. When you pass through rivers, they will not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched. The flame will not burn you. Friends, this journey called life is not easy and some days we can feel overwhelmed and we can feel like we are walking through uh, the, the rivers and they're going to overwhelm us or it gets so hot we feel we're going to be scorched by the, the fire. But God says on the days when the intensity is so strong that you feel you will never make it through in one piece, he says, I am with you. I will not let the waters overwhelm you. I will not let the flame burn you. I will be with you when you go through difficult seasons. And we need to grab hold of that. Often when difficulty comes, God goes out the window in our mind and our spirits. We are so overwhelmed by the difficult situation we are facing. It is at that moment in time we need to pull God right into the innermost part of our being and say, God, you are with me. Even though I don't know why this is going on, even though I feel like I'm going to drown, even though I feel like the fires are going to engulf me, God, I know you are here and you will sustain me and you will protect me. That's what he's saying in this verse, that he will protect us. Again, he's not assuring us that we will never walk through the waters. You see that? He says, when you walk through the waters, I wish I could tell you, you never have to go through another storm in life when you come to know Yeshua. You never have to go through a difficult season. But friends, it just ain't so. It just ain't so. Being with, in, in love and in relationship with Yeshua doesn't mean you have more, no more difficult seasons of life, but it does mean you have Emmanuel, a God who is with you, and he promises to protect you. Reading from Tehillim, Psalms 46, powerful, powerful portrayal of God, our presence, help and strength and protection. The psalmist says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we are unafraid. Even if the earth gives way, even if the mountains tumble into the depths of the sea, even if its waters rage and foam and mountains shake at its turbulence, there is a river whose streams gladden the city of God, the holy habitation of El Yon. God is in the city. It will not be moved when daybreak comes. God will help it. Nations were in turmoil, kingdoms were moved, but his voice thundered forth and the earth melted away. Adonai Sivaot is with us, our fortress, the God of Yaakov, Selah, Selah. Hear what God is saying. Pause. Think about this for a moment. He is our fortress and strength. The nations are in turmoil, kingdoms are moved, but he thunders his voice and everything changes, friends. Everything changes, but God, 
and when he speaks things fall into alignment and everything comes into uh, is into proper uh, alignment he says be still verse 10 be still and know that I am God supreme over the nations and supreme over all the earth Adonai Sivaot is with us our fortress the God of Yaakov again say la his presence his presence gives us peace his presence protects us his presence assures us that we are never ever 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 alone you are never ever ever alone his presence also assures us of victory in Divarim Deuteronomy chapter 20 he says when you go out to fight your enemy and you see horses chariots and a force larger than yours you are not to be afraid of them because Adonai your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt is with you when you are about to go into battle, the Cohen is to come forward and address the people. He should tell them, listen, Israel, you are about to do battle against your enemies. Don't be faint-hearted or afraid. Don't be alarmed or frightened by them. Because why? Adonai, your God, is going with you to fight on your behalf against your enemies and give you victory. Friends, victory belongs to the house of Adonai. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. And as my husband was trying to encourage us uh, during worship, there should be a lot more rejoicing going on today. Shouts of joy and victory. Well, I don't feel there's a much victory going on right now in the world, Rabbi Carol. I don't care. We are to still have joy in our hearts. Habakkuk says, though the fig tree fell the blossom and there be no fruit on the vine, yet I will praise him. In other words, yet I will rejoice. I don't care what is happening in the world. I don't care what is happening in my life. I'm going to rejoice. And that rejoicing, as we talked about last week, will be shouts of victory because I know that victory is mine because God promised it. There's always a battle that we must face. There are always challenges to overcome. But the good news is God is with us and he promised that his presence will lead us to victory. He is right there with us. You know, he's not like some uh, military leaders or generals who sit back in the camp and send the, the people out. No, he says, I am right there with you. He is the one, he says, in fact, in other places, he says, I will go before you and lead you into the battle and lead you into victory. I want to tell you, even though we cannot see him and even though we cannot feel him, he is right here. And he is the best person to have in the trenches with you. Because let me tell you, he knows the enemy well. All right? If anyone knows the schemes of the evil one, it is he. He understands his tactics and he knows his plans against you. We can't always see what the enemy is up to, but our God can. So we need to allow him to lead us into fight and to follow him as our as our commander-in-chief, as we're getting my papers here. All right, in fact, listen to what he says in 2 Chronicles 20, 17. You won't even need to fight this battle. Just take your positions. Remember I said this last week? I said, rise up, man of God. Rise up, woman of God. I said, it is not time uh, to go and, and retreat. It is not time to go hide yourself and cover your head and wait till something, whatever passes by. No, we are called to rise up and to stand up. And God says, take your position, stand still and watch how Adonai will deliver you. Don't be afraid or distressed. Tomorrow go out against them for Adonai is with you. And he was speaking to Jehoshaphat and the armies of Judah. 
against the Syrian army. So friends, God promises his presence will lead us to victory. He knows that there's an enemy who we have to fight, but he is there with us to bring that victory to us. God promises that he is Emmanuel, God with us. And today I want you to be encouraged by that. I want you to know that God is with you. He is the friend that sticks closer than any brother. And no matter what you are facing today, you can trust that God is with you. He will sustain you. He will help you. He will give you peace of mind, and he will give you victory. So let's uh, rise as we pray here to conclude, and then we're going to go over to the sukkah for our uh, waving of the lulav and etrog. Adonai, we thank you for encouraging us today that you are Emmanuel, the God with us. And we thank you that that means your presence is with us. You are living with us right now, God. You are here, here in the in the, the midst of this gathering. And you are with us every day. And, and we are grateful for that, Adonai. That we are never, ever alone. And no matter how much the enemy makes us feel that way, the truth is you are always with us. You are always, always with us. And God, I pray that each person hearing this message would receive that encouragement today and that every lie of hell would be broken off our minds and our hearts and that we would grab hold of this truth emmanuel god with us in the midst of trials in the midst of storms in the midst of difficulties in the midst of challenge no matter what is happening in our life in the midst of good times you are still god who is with us and that your presence leads us and guides us, protects us, and gives us peace. And we thank you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Now we're going to get ready to go wave the Lulav and Etrog. So we uh, like to do this over by the Sukkah. So Rabbi Michael is there. And uh, let me just explain this before we make our way over there. If you have this little booklet, there's a few more up here in the front under the seat with my purse and sweater on it. We're going to say the prayer on taking the lulav. So let's say that prayer here together, if you can grab it and then we'll walk over. And I'm gonna explain what we're going to do. So uh, anyone need a booklet? Abigail has, okay, we have it there. So we're gonna say this prayer and when we go over to the sukkah, we are going to wave the lulav and the etrog. So the lulav is made of the palm, the myrtle, and the willow branches together. So this is our lulav this year. And then we have the etrog, which is a citrus fruit from, from Israel. And we hold them together and we wave them. And here at Beth Emanuel, we choose to wave them up above to declare that God is God of the heavens.